Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Pat Mahomes stopped the Super Bowl parade to pee. I don't know if you heard that. That's great. See, that's why the 49ers are smarter. They just went ahead and took a shit on the field. They did their best. They did their best. What is this, Little League? (laughs) Wasn't good enough. (laughs) So I have the title of my new, uh, I said band name, but instead it's going to be my triple album of hypnotic jazz explorations. Mm. I mean, really laid back. It's going to make like, uh, what do you call it? The new, new wave, uh, new, new age music. It's going to make that sound like the Sex Pistols. I mean, really slow to develop music. Zoonotic infections. I came across this term reading an article about um, the the Chinese meat market. The wet markets. Oh, that's a bad That's name. what we all learned about the wet markets. Durr. Where they just have all kinds of oozing stuff. Interestingly, it was an article about kosher foods and Jewish traditions and other faith traditions on what you could eat and should eat and shouldn't eat and the rest of it and how that goes back to ancient times. But they're talking about... Um, if you, if, when they're sampling the RNA, do you remember RNA, DNA and RNA back in science? Everybody talks about the DNA. Poor little RNA doesn't get any credit. Anyway, so they're looking at the RNA. Ribonucleic acids. Well done. Nice yes. job. Why you pay attention in school? These days that'd get you an A with the great inflation. <laughs> See, it did pay off to memorize that. But they're thinking it might have come from snakes because snakes hunt bats in the wild and, and eat them and, and the rest of it. But anyway, that's why you're not supposed to eat wild exotic animals because they have zoonotic infections and what's the what's the highlight of the wet market idea oh gosh that term is so gross it is it's interesting but the reason it's stuck in my head is jonah goldberg wrote a piece for the dispatch about the intellectual wet market or the journalistic wet market that we currently live in and i, thought it, was a, I thought it was a pretty good analogy of just you know all the, the cesspool of filth that uh, swarms around and everything else that's also good. Yeah, and that's ideological wet, filth in yeah, particular. Yeah. The way the wet market is, it's got plenty of decent good food, I'm sure, and then all kinds of like oozing not-so-good stuff right well, next to it. i got to read that. I don't know that's if it's a, necessarily oozing. That's, <laughs> some of it oozes, Sean. I think it probably is. Grow um, up and face the ooze. <laughs> so I, I don't, don't want to do it here because I want to do this here, but okay. uh, do you have your head wrapped around the whole Gail King, Kobe Bryant thing that has gotten quite a bit of attention? Yes, and Snoop Dogg is weighed in. Well, so is Bill Cosby. So have a whole it's bunch Bill of people. Bill Cosby. Yeah, so have a whole bunch of people. Isn't he in prison? And uh, how CBS... Stay in your lane, which so. is in prison. It's that yellow stripe in front of the cells. <laughs> we'll do that later. Oh, and Bernie and Pete basically tied for first in Iowa. Nobody really knows the results. It's too late now for it to matter. Uh, much beyond what it has mattered. There's a debate tonight and voting on Monday. That's all you need to know about that. You know, I was thinking to myself, what am I going to do to really cut loose on a Friday night? Have some fun. I don't have to worry about getting up at oh dark thirty to do a radio show the next day. I'm going to watch me that debate. And I was thinking about my yes. life, and I guess this is just part of uh, young children, part of your life. But my Friday nights used to be epic. I mean, <laughs> epic. You could make movies about them. Yeah. And and I'm looking forward to the debate as kind of a you know a little spicy something on a Friday night <laughs> after I get the kids to bed and everything, <laughs> do the dishes. You know and what? They'll that- fold the laundry and. That's wholesome. That's no, nice. It That's it's, heartwarming. It, it, it's good and important it, and all that. But... It's me that should be ashamed and, <laughs> and regretful. But the fact that that's going to be the highlight of my Friday night. Yeah, I see just... your point. Yeah. A huge number of Americans are satisfied with their personal <laughs> lives, Joe. I'm glad to hear that. This is according to Gallup, the same uh, organization that gave Trump a 49% approval rating, his highest ever just the other day. 
As 90% of Americans satisfied with their personal life, this, this, those things probably fit together to a certain extent. When people are feeling good, they feel good about the president. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a record, by the way, the highest number in four decades Wait since Gallup has been asking the question. Isn't this counterintuitive based on everything we've heard about overdoses and suicide rates and... And modern angst and, and being uh, unplugged, we don't have human relationships, you know, look, the rest of it. We'll get deeper into the numbers on this, but looking at it, I think, I think that might be the, the other 10%. And 10% of 340 million people is a lot of people. That's true. Um, mm. But it's, it makes it a little more difficult. If you watch the debate tonight like I'm going to on a Friday night, maybe you're got, I don't know, concerts, movies, meals, sex, whatever it is planned. I'm going to be watching the debate. Yeah, good. And and, uh, and they're all going to stand up there and try to explain to you how miserable everybody is and what a dystopia we all live in. Yes, and God, it's just it's we're all just barely getting by. Right. With right. Gallup out with ninety percent of Americans satisfied with their personal lives. Keep that in mind if you watch the debate tonight. The highest number in forty years. Well, and the economy isn't working for everyone. Well, no, of course it doesn't. It never does. But the the bottom quintile of wage earners have seen their wages go up the most. So yeah, the whole out of out of power party thing where you got to convince everybody they're miserable it's going to take some real verbal tap dancing the record low was in 1979 carter oh my god those were tough times no kidding uh 73 which is still three quarters of americans saying they're satisfied with their lives that's that's you know it's not like you got a revolution on your hands when three quarters of people are satisfied <laughs> right indeed yeah i'd um, say not you might change presidents though and and, and we did uh, the previous... Disco was losing its luster, 1979. Yeah. They uh, yanked the, the big old grumbling engines out of cars. We're starting to drive those little. It's like having a squirrel on a oh, treadmill, we, we four-cylinder. Oh. We were about to head into the worst decade for automobiles in U.S. history. Yes. 80s automobiles, just Awful the embarrassment. Shape, the quality, yeah. the look, everything. Terrible. Yep. It was uh, pre-Detroit realizing we can't protect our way out of competition with Japan and Korea. We need to uh, be better than them, which to a very large extent uh, American cars are these days, in spite of what your uh, cultured friends might tell you. So um, I'll dig into the numbers a little bit more when we come back by income, by sex, by age, all that sort of stuff. And how many people are very satisfied, which is also a record number. Um, the re- the number of people is very satisfied. Highest number in 40 years, 65%. Two-thirds of Americans are very satisfied with their lives. Their personal life. How, you, okay. you, can you get a change election? They call it a change election if you if you don't re-elect whoever's in office. Mm-hmm. Senator, mayor, whatever. Sure. Um, but uh, can you get a change election going when two-thirds of people are very satisfied with their lives and 90% are satisfied? I don't know. Well, if you, if you do... You have done something masterful. I mean, something amazing. <laughs> Convincing a nation full of uh, happy, chuckling, uh, amiable people that they're miserable. Well, the media will try. Yes. Um, does this reflect your life? Text line 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. We'll dig into the numbers a little when we come back. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
talking last hour, there was a 50% increase in pizza-related injuries in 2018. I'd, I'd miss that, that there was a striking increase. Yeah, and they're just wondering why. Um, I can tell you why. But. The link on the story took me to some, you know, the government keeps track of this sort of stuff, injuries by category. And I've got a, an amazing breakdown of the injuries by all these different categories. For instance, number of people that either went to the hospital or were DOA died. Dead on arrival. 13,000 from lawnmowers either ended up in the hospital or died. <gasps> batteries. How many is that? 2,000 people went to the hospital or died due to batteries. Batteries. I mean, I got every category you can possibly imagine. Right. Well, this is that new medical coding thing. Oh, you're right. You remember? Yeah. Uh, bitten by a turtle. Bitten a second time by a turtle is there literally are different codes. I feel like went to the hospital and dead on arrival is quite the range to group your statistics. <laughs> I, I, by. Agree. I agree. I agree that they've got to have a uh, there, there must be a chart where they break that down its own its own category. Um, the lawnmower underrated as a way to be dead. Oh, yeah. You're pushing around spinning blades powered oh, yeah. by tiny yeah. explosions. All the, right. All the, la- well put. all the latest equipment I have, you, there are so many danged buttons and levers you got to hold in place to make uh, the damn thing run. It's almost impossible you to use have them. three arms and a prehensile tail to even make the thing run. <laughs> all right. Soaps and detergents. 1,100 people either went to the hospital or died due to soaps or detergents. Well, I was... Probably I was, that Tide Pod test. Yeah, I just kept eating them. Last year, I just I'd eat them and get sick, and then I'd forget and eat some more. Oh my God. Now you built up an immunity. You just pop them all the time. Oh right. uh, yeah. Well, there, <laughs> that little bit of a liquid in there quenches your thirst as well. So it's a good snack. Carpets and rugs, ladders and stools, mirrors, ladders and stool. Okay, I guess that's ladders legit. is one of the most oh, yeah, dangerous like things. Stools. Yeah, I'll bet ladders has got a big number. Yeah, forty-one thousand for ladders. Yeah, as opposed to uh, fences, which only has well, it has ten thousand. Climbing over? Yeah, got to be. Falls on you? I think generally it's trying to get over one that uh, I've been injured by fences. Hmm. I've never been hospitalized for it or Hatchets. had to go to the hospital. Hatchets and axes. Brr. Only 411. That's going to go up as more of these little hatchet-throwing things pop up in various <laughs> gastro pubs and breweries around America. That's did, kind of a thing. Did you see Yang throwing hatchets at one of those uh, bars a couple weeks ago? I did not. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, he's having a good time running for president. He also hopped up on a chair or hopped down off a chair and said, let's see Bernie do that. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> he could add a stool-related injury, though, hopping up and down off of, you know, chairs. Debate tonight and primary on Monday. Uncle Joe's got to go ballistic. That's, That's your debate? headline, and, and we'll let you know if it happens on Monday. But, yeah, at the debate, he's he's off the trail. He's in a desperate meeting with his advisors I'm um, trying to figure out how to salvage his candidacy, and and I tell you what, it's time to go negative. You have to. the The silly Iowa caucus is over. Doesn't matter who's who's second choice. You just have to win. So he's going to say Bernie's a crazy old communist that'll uh, drag us down to the level of the Soviets or the Chinese, and he's got to portray uh, little Pete as as a child. On the stage tonight, they're all going to try to convince you that you're miserable. The whole nation is miserable. In fact, it's hardly ever been this bad. Even though Gallup is out today with a record, 90% of Americans are satisfied with how their personal lives are going. So about half. Highest number in 40 years. Oh 90% of Americans. This idea is a bunch of malarkey. Enough to run a you're miserable and need change campaign in that context. And two-thirds report they are very satisfied. You break it down by categories, and we could get into the numbers if you want. Those are, But in general, those are her married, 
live in a high-income household are more likely to report satisfaction with their personal lives. Those in low-income households are the least likely to do so. Mm. So money can be, buy happiness. Jesus was wrong. Oh, boy. Um, perhaps I'll <laughs> throw in uh, an additional thought. I, I would say money can buy not worrying about a lot of things related to money. Um, and a lot of stress is financial. It's it's you know what and but there's that's a, there's natural. A, the beast must feed itself. But there's a ceiling on that or a floor. Which is the floor? It was actually kind of a floor of below a certain amount of money. Because I remember this, life gets way harder. It just does. My my car battery's dead, and now this is a mess. Right? I can't afford to Uber somewhere. I can't afford to pay for a battery. Right? I can't. That's but, precisely when what a parking I was... ticket adjusts your diet for a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah, right. But once you get above that number, then it then you know kind of trails off. Right. Then it becomes more about pleasure. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. sure. And there's also a certain number where once you get past this, you don't actually get any more. Yeah, that's, that's what he's that, saying. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll I, thank you to listen, Sean. I, I definitely think no, that is true. But so yeah, if you're the, if you're in that that why start now? If you're in that group where you're below that amount, that is I I I remember that is stressful. Oh heck I, yeah! I still think when something happens to me, I think thank God I can afford to pay for this today because I remember when I couldn't and it yeah. was just ah how am I going to get my car there? And I can't afford to get it fixed even if I could get it there. And then how am I going to get home? I got to be at work at this time. Yeah, it just oh it sucks. I'm dealing with people right now who couldn't make their rent. And needed a little help, and we are assessing exactly what's not working. It's gut wrenching. And then you got the whole uh, does helping help or hurt thing. Oh yeah, dealing with that with a school project today. Um, how much do we help versus allowing something to not go well? So maybe next time you do this or that differently. Mm, well, don't be a snowplow parent. Or a helicopter parent, or some sort of helicopter-driven well, snowplow. Don't get hit by the snowplow and end up either in the hospital or DOA. Right. <laughs> Snowplow-related injuries. Um, satisfaction with their personal lives. Uh, very satisfied is at its highest number ever in 40 years at 65. I'm looking at the, what is the low point in recent memory about 2009 oh yeah that was a rough time 2009 remember that oh god no 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 oh financial collapse of course oh cool yeah yeah Yeah. i was pretty unhappy that year i was very unhappy that year oh yeah oh um satisfaction thanks obama so people who make over a hundred thousand dollars a year 96 percent of those people are satisfied almost everybody speaking to the whole money thing Republicans, 93. Married, 93. College graduate, 93. Men, 92. Postgraduate, 92. Going down the list, obviously, of satisfaction, although still very high. Age 18 to 34, 92. Let me go to the bottom. Below $40,000 a year, even that crowd, 80% of them say they are satisfied with their lives, and half are very satisfied. Of course, it depends on where you live. You know me, I overthink everything. I would need an instruction manual. But what do you mean by satisfied? What do you I'm mean by ask, personal life? I mean, is, I was this satisfied is, this last is the way night. I'm going to do it. I'm going to call you up and I'm going to say, are you satisfied or not? And if you say, what do you mean by satisfied? I'm going to hang up. <laughs> I'm going to call the next person and ask them. And they're going to so, say yes or no, and I'm just going to write it down. So I'm declined to state. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're no I opinion. I don't know. Yeah, you're no opinion. I'm the perennial 2% with no opinion. 
Of course, the $40,000 thing is if you live in San Francisco, it's different than if you live in Pumpkin Center Midwest. Right. Um, Which is why every national tax rate or standard for how much you make or whatever is idiotic and patently unfair. Unmarried, slightly lower than married, but it's still 86%. I mean, what are you hoping for oh, out of humanity? You poor, you, miserable sap. You can't get to 100% satisfaction. Right. Uh, the very satisfied is 56%. High school, almost, all these are 80s or above. I wonder why. Did a psychologist figure that out? Is it. Are they uh, like uh, dripping Prozac into the water supply? Maybe that's it. You know, we got so much, we got so many um, various drugs. Anti-anxiety drugs leaking into our, our well water. And or getting flushed into the toilet. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's it. I've got some more numbers behind the numbers. Okay. We can dig deeper if we want to. That is really interesting. How would we all at the same time, the most in 40 years, decide we're very satisfied with our lives? Without something clearly, well, it's got to be Donald Trump. It's the only thing you can point to. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Even he doesn't buy that. That is just really interesting. Though. Without a clear, like, the war ended or something right. like that, there's no... Do you know? 415-295-KFTC. The text line. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Right, he's a tough guy to read. I'm good at reading people. Tough guy to read, I'd call him. My wife would say, how'd you do with Mitch? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's what makes him good, when you can read somebody. Fantastic job. So, um, we were talking, uh, that's from Trump's, whatever that was yesterday. <clears throat> um that Trump being Trump, Trump doing the thing that's got him a 49% approval rating. Event. It was a vent. It was an event. Uh, no, no, no. A vent. He was oh, venting. a vent. Yes. Gotcha. It's just, it's not a speech per se. It's just venting. We were talking about people's satisfaction the highest in 40 years in Gallup poll. People personally satisfied 90%. Very satisfied two-thirds. Highest numbers in 40 years. I was wondering why. Legalized pot, you dumb Fs. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey, wow, you need to smoke more of it. You're a little aggressive over there. I don't know if that's the reason, but we'll get back into those numbers a little bit later. Oh, very important presidential breaking news. Who has dropped out of the race? Wow, Elizabeth Warren. No, not Elizabeth Warren. Joe Walsh, who is running for the Republican presidential nomination. Different Joe Walsh. Yeah, he got uh, he addressed a big Republican gathering there in Iowa and got booed out of it, booed off the stage. Here's the thing. Just clearing the runway for Weld to take in and go ahead and, <laughs> and get that knob. Here's, sure. here's the thing. When he yes. announced, every Sunday show had him on and interviewed him for like 45 minutes. Sure. Because it was such a big deal. Somebody's running against Trump. Oh, whatever. Shut up. Shut up, all you. <laughs> Different Joe Walsh. That Joe Walsh I would vote for. He's crazy. <laughs> he is completely nuts. Yes, yes. So Mad as a box of frogs, I heard somebody say the other day. So, and I believe on CNN this morning, he said he would back any Democrat over Trump. Okay, good for so, you. All right. Yeah. Who will he endorse? Whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> so Tucker Carlson last night on his show was talking about the New Way Forward Act. I will describe it in Mr. Carlson's words, and we will go from there. 
It's roughly 4,400 words. That means it's almost exactly as long as the Constitution. It's sponsored by 44 House Democrats, including Ilhan Omar and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It's received almost no publicity. He said, like the Constitution, it's designed to create a whole new country. The bill would entirely remake our immigration system with the explicit purpose of ensuring that criminals are able to move to the United States and settle here permanently with impunity. Tucker called the act the single most radical single piece of legislation we've ever seen proposed in this country, ever. He called it a plan that makes the Green New Deal look like the status quo. And how far along is it? It's been proposed. Okay. It's, It's in writing. Under the New Way Forward Act, crimes of moral turpitude are eliminated entirely as justification for deportation, and the category of aggravated felony gets eliminated too, meaning there will no longer be any crime that automatically requires deportation. Um, additionally, any crimes that do allow for deportation would require a prison sentence of at least five years. According to federal data, crimes like car theft, fraud, weapons offenses all carry average prison sentences of fewer than five years. And that's just looking at averages. There are people who commit rape, child abuse, even manslaughter and get sentences of fewer than five years. Lots of them. If the New Way Forward Act passes, immigrants who commit those crimes and receive those sentences would remain in the country. And of course, they'll be eligible for citizenship one day, too. And I would also point out uh, free health care and education and uh, and food and the rest of it um it uh, and and he cites the actually used phrase by AOC and Ilhan Omar that we need to end the prison to deportation pipeline let's go over that one more time there's a you know these illegal aliens get arrested and convicted and jailed And then there's a prison-to-deportation pipeline, to which most of America would respond, yes, I sure as hell hope so. Not only are you not a citizen, you have no lawful reason to be in the country whatsoever, and you're a convicted criminal. Yes, we want you booted out. I'm always interested in people that take up causes like this. Because you can only take up so many causes in your life, and you only have so much political capital. You're going to spend your political capital on fighting for criminal illegals to get to stay in the country? They're radicals. They are political radicals. An odd thing to take up. Well, and listen, I thought, boy, that sounds crazy. You know, I I like Tucker in a lot of ways. He's in show business. He's got to get people's attention. So I'm going to go to the bill itself. And this morning, I delved deep into reading the actual text of the bill. Here's the problem, and this is a problem with a lot of quote-unquote democracy. It, it is 4,400 pages. It's, it's quite long, or I'm sorry, 4,400 words. It's long enough, it's in legalese, and it is full of amends subsection 302 slash C subparagraph 2 to say, you know, uh, 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 kangaroos instead of white bread. And... It utterly lacks the context. It's tweaking complex and much longer legislation. So it would be an impossibility for a regular citizen to read that law and understand what it's doing. It's really quite insidious. We should keep our eye on that, see if it makes it to the next step. Yeah. Well, the fact that it's proposed at all and by whom, I think, is it's worth knowing. You ought to know these people are not... Uh, cheerful, kind, benign folks who just want to give a helping hand to the downtrodden. No, they're maniacs. They're they're radicals. I don't care a hell of a lot about the Oscars. It is Sunday night. I probably won't see it. 
Um, but USA Today said uh, a couple of your big categories, who will win and who should win. Because I will someday hopefully see some of these movies. They think uh, 1917 will win Best Picture, although they believe Jojo Rabbit should win. Mm. They hmm. say it's, you really liked that, right? Uh, 1917 was really good. I don't think Jojo Rabbit should okay. should win. I thought oh, that was fine. I, I forgot. I read the explanation for this. Um, at the very end, it says, it's a tale of a Nazi youth who learns that love triumphs hate. And it's a fable that feels very resonant right now. Oh, so they're tying okay. it into Trump, right. hateful Trump era. Trump's a new Trump Hitler. Love, yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yes, Anybody Nazi who supports Trump is a white supremacist, which is like the Nazis. That's why it should win the best Oscar, right. because it's about how we live in the way we're all living in this Trump horror with, uh, by the way, 90% of people satisfied with their lives, according to Gallup, highest number in 40 years. You know, New York Times, Oscars, whoever, you can continue the drumbeat of this is the worst time we've ever had to live through, yeah. but a Apparently, it's not resonating with human beings, according to the Gallup poll. It just resonated, it resonates in the cocktail parties and the social circles and all that the elite run. And, and y'all are nuts. God, think about that. Think about if you if you take in media the way we do through cable news, Saturday Night Live, whatever, how how d- desperate and miserable people are right now. Right. And the yeah. highest satisfaction in the 40 years Gallup has been taking this poll of whether or not people are satisfied with their lives. That's that's really something, man. Oh man. Oh man. The the um the the lens with which you view the world has got to be just your surroundings. You can't let oh, sure. it be Twitter or uh, MSNBC or or Fox or whatever. Just just got to be look around you. Everything seems fine here. Yeah, I I think, and I hope the beast will adapt and adopt this sort of thinking. But I think we all need to understand that. Social media is is a, a mental institution. It's a loony bin. I mean, it's. There are certainly some benefits to it, but just understand that you are wading into a cesspool of crazy when you go there. And the media have a particular agenda, and I don't even mean their political agenda, which they absolutely have. They're desperate to have you listen. So they will frighten you and, 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 and whip up conflict that wouldn't have existed were they not there to whip it up. It's just, it's unhealthy. Friends, neighbors, coworkers. That's 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 where joy is and satisfaction. It's not in the media. In, you know, I'm glad you like our show. I certainly hope you like our show. It's intentionally very different from the rest of the media, which to me is just sick. A uh, quick bit of actual news news. The January jobs report is in stronger than expected. I wasn't expecting really anything. Employers added 225,000 jobs ahead of expectations. And the Wall Street Journal sees that as robust. That's what I've always been going for in my day-to-day life, robust. Absolutely. Uh, That is good news, and the stock market will surely go even further, even higher, marking the five-year anniversary, I believe, of when I said to my financial advisor, it can't possibly keep going up. (laughs) I've I've got a chunk of money I've been keeping on the sidelines now for several years. You could buy a nice car with what I've missed out on. Oh, yeah. By trying to time the market. Let me be a lesson. Sean, can you time the market? No, you can't. You're never buying at the bottom or selling at the top. You just got to get in the game. I tried probably the biggest mistake of my life investing-wise. Yeah, that's good. Cost averaging, Jack. Look it up. Just dumb. And you know what I continue to do? Even though it's like... Oh, it's not dumb. Nobody saw this coming. It's It's crazy. It's like that thing about um, Forrest Gump and the Apple stock. Oh, right. You you thought, if only I had... So you leave the movie watching Forrest Gump thing, and I missed the boat on Apple. If only I had been smart like 
Forrest Gump and invested early. And well, bought it at $8. Right. Now it's 65 I can't do that. But if you would have right. bought, invested in Apple when you walked out of that movie theater, you would have been far better uh, off than absolutely. Forrest Gump ever was. See, and so I'm that way. A year ago, I said, I missed the great boom. I might as well keep my money on the sideline now because it's going to crash soon. So right. I continue to make the same mistake because I am stupid. Oh, now, now. That's unnecessarily <laughs> harsh. Well... <laughs> Um, maybe we should look at this at some point. Front page of USA Today. One of the main topics at the debate tonight, I guarantee you, will be health care and uh, what people want out of it. And they did a little survey. A couple of questions for you. Um, this is of great interest to everyone, no matter how rich or poor they are. Why is health care so blasted expensive and confusing? Well, they start with this graph on the left, facts about health care. Share of the economy spent on health care. Um, in France, it's 11%. Japan, 10%. Canada, 10%. UK, 9%. Germany, 11%. Australia, 9%. The United States, 16.9%. Wait a minute. I have several questions about that. I'm sure I don't have the answers. <laughs> Do they... That either either can't be true, or it that those numbers are artificially depressed by the money being routed through the government. They're spent; they're just spent in taxes. Yeah, well, it's as as we know, and we've talked about this a lot over the years. It's incredibly complicated, and as Steve Brill once told us after he wrote his thorough book about it, we have the government involved where it shouldn't be, and not involved where it should be. We've yeah. doing, we're doing it exactly wrong. To get it's, the worst result. Right, exactly. It's as if we spent a great deal of time, effort, and money in designing the worst possible system. Well, some it's a people, little like the uh, tax system, honestly. Some people did spend a tremendous amount of money getting the system to be the way it is. Because Rigged in their favor. They're making a lot of money off of it. Yes, they but are. I'm looking at the numbers. Uh, I'll bet they didn't keep their money on the sideline. Probably didn't. They're probably smarter than me. Uh, percentage who say that... Um, we should make health care more affordable for ordinary Americans. 95% of us say that. That's, how do you argue against that? Well, of course. Um, no, 5%. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not expensive enough. Uh, improve the quality of health care. 90% of people say that. Yeah, how do you argue with those kind of things? But this you, one, again, the 10% don't want it improved? I liked it better during the Civil War. <laughs> Saw off an arm, no anesthesia, it made a man out of you. What are you talking about? You don't want medical care to improve. But Seriously, I'm, I'm going to go to those people's homes and they're going to need medical care when I'm through with them. Here's the brass tack. So you get down to some of these questions. Make sure all Americans have health insurance coverage. Eighty five percent agree with that. Is that uh, is that now a thing? We got to make sure everybody has. I we as a group need to make sure that person over there gets health care and has health insurance coverage, no right. matter how they've lived their life, not no health care. Insurance. We need to figure out a way to make sure they do, no matter what they've done. They didn't get a skill that the world works, they, that, that the world wants. They don't, they don't work very hard. They lay around, smoke pot all day. But we need to figure out a way to make sure they get health insurance. Yes. I would be in, not in the 85% on that one. Mm. Um, I don't believe health care is right. I think it, I like the way it was structured before. It doesn't matter what I think, though. The, the trend is going the other direction. And uh, as Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, has pointed out to us before, it's just, it's just a matter of time. Look at this number. Do you support a single federal program that replaces all private and employer-provided insurance? 45% say yes on that. Huh. Well, we're doomed. Almost half. Doomed when they reach half. Yeah. It's going to be what it's going to be. I'm going to fight against it. I'm not like you. Laying over there, it's going to be. It's going to. I don't care. I'm. I'm. I'm got my money on the side. <laughs> smoking pot. I. Uh, not me. I'm getting here to fight. 
tonight, huh? That's how you want to spend your Friday night. And then New Hampshire actually votes. They don't do that weird Iowa caucus thing on a Monday. And we can have more clarity on who's going to run against Trump. I'll tell you out of that. But um, we'll talk about it then, I guess, when we actually get some results. Yep. Hey, apparently it's a meme going around that you shouldn't pop packaging bubbles because the air in them is from China and you could get the coronavirus. <laughs> Sounds legit. <laughs> I guess that's possible. <laughs> um, That'd be a hell of a way to die. So the doctor that I mentioned the other day that got in trouble for alerting the world to the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Being honest. The Chinese sent the police to his house and made him sign a form saying he'd made a mistake, which would ruin you, by the way, professionally, uh, in the communist system, uh, is dead now. He died of the coronavirus, or at least so they're claiming. It wouldn't surprise me if the Chinese government didn't go auto wombeer on him. Uh, it would not shock me. No, no. not outside the, the possibility. What the hell no. are you doing? Cuff him around. Lily's an old man. And he dies. Oh, they imprison and beat and torture and reprogram and uh, millions of people. So yeah, some disobedient doctor. We had a, a person who worked in the intelligence services uh, alert us, and I wish I had it in front of me. But it's it's this uh, law in China. It's kind of an omnibus. We can jail you law that says, essentially, if you do anything that tends to undermine or uh, or weaken the Chinese state, you're a criminal. I'm surprised they even need that written down. Who are you going to appeal to if they just arrest you? Jack, the Chinese invented writing, so they like to write things down. They're known for that. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's quite chilling. It is. It's the stuff of every totalitarian regime, the Chinese Communist Party, um, they are the greatest force for evil on earth. I don't Absolutely. care how much money you're making. Keep that in mind. Don't forget. China is asshole. That's a different way to put it, but every bit is accurate. I should talk about this at some point in the show or, or now or whenever. I got a number of people responding because I just offhandedly said something about my son having a school project and us deciding how much we wanted to help with uh, with, with a, a few things. Um, and a bunch of people weighing in on the text line. Don't help. Don't do it. Don't helicopter, et cetera, et cetera, including this person who said, Years ago, I would judge school projects. Some were art, some were baking, some were science. Three judges per grade, so if you were doing sixth grade, you were only doing that age group. I judged projects where photos were taken showing the steps of the project, and honest to God, it would show the parents doing the steps and the students standing off in the background just watching. The pictures for how they did the project showed that. Wow. I had to argue with other judges not to score parent-done projects higher than the student-done projects. Their reasoning was the parents' project was better. I said, I would hope so. That's an adult compared to a child. So be prepared if your child does their projects that may not do well against other parents' uh, made projects. We all know that from when we were kids, you know, the project that I don't know if he oh, did yeah. that. That's eh, Oh, please. That the Pinewood thing? Derby car that looks like it was built by Porsche? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, as I sit having raised my children on high with my long gray beard and uh, and my, my wisdom, uh, I would say having them do it themselves is its own reward and somebody doing it for them is its own punishment eventually. But I will tell you this, it's really hard to take at the time. Um, but And the other thing is, I would argue that there are times when if you can give your kid a little boost, right. then they will get to the next part that's and be able to feeling. exercise even more creativity and work in the rest of it. It's, that's what it's I was, a judgment call. That's what I was feeling like at a certain step last night. 
if I get you past this step, then you can do the rest of it. If I don't get you past this step, ain't nothing going to happen. Right. So what do you learn from that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Oh, like look, you said, it's a you, judgment call. Right. If you're a good parent and good conscience, you'll probably make the right call. And even if you don't, the, there's not that much damage done. Uh, uh, what do we have? 50 seconds? I need to have better conversations with my wife. Um, I was just uh, getting some coffee in the uh, lunchroom here at the Radio Ranch, and I was watching the TV, and the the guy says to the woman, she says, why are you doing this? He said, because I know what it feels like to have good and evil fighting it out inside of you, ripping your guts out, and I want to save you that pain. I thought my wife and I just say, do you want to get pizza tonight or what? And, yeah. No, nah, I've had enough pizza. I need better conversations. It's certainly more dramatic. Yeah. <laughs>